Hey, I'm in the building. What's going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2017. Uh, positive vibes. I'm sending out positive vibes to everybody today. And welcome to Truth It in the AM. It is your boy Truth It here to address any and all things when it's time to. And it's time to. Thank you to blogtalkradio.com and also WorcesterDailyNews.com. Worcester Daily News, shout outs to uh, T and uh, everybody over there at Worcester Daily News. So, um, T Williams. And I am not here by myself as always on Tuesdays. We have the one, the only, too real to be phony. Trooper Joe is in the building. Troop. Hey, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's having a fine day. I got a couple of birthday shout outs I want to do to uh, uh, Pat Yancey from the NAACP. She's celebrating her birthday. Happy birthday. And I want to shout out to my favorite city councilman in all times, the most beautiful. The most beloved. <laughs> All right, just I'll I'll leave it in beautiful, <laughs> and that's Sarai Rivera. Okay. Hi. And I want to shout out to my lovely niece. Her name is Lillian Harris on her birthday, and they're sending her all the love that can ever be sent throughout the universe. All right, happy birthday to you happy as birthday. well. Well, uh, Monday afternoon on his it. blog. <laughs> yep. Michael Gaffney announced that he and his wife, Corinne Gaffney, will not be running for city council. Our new endeavors will result in significant time away from the area and will not allow us to focus on the demands of the city council. Therefore, we have made the decision to uh, withdraw from our respective campaigns. Michael Gaffney, currently serving his second term as city council at large, was first elected in 2013. In 2015, Michael ran for mayor of Worcester, but lost to Joe Petty, however, and uh, was elected city council at large and vice chairman of the council. Corinne Gaffney, a past member of the city manager's uh, citizens advisory council, was running for district four councilor against Sarai Rivera. Not many had her uprooting the current District 4 counselor, so it would have seemed she made more sense had Corinne withdrew. Uh, Michael Gaffney withdrawing is the shocker here. Uh, The self-proclaimed people's counselor was heavily campaigning as recent as this past Saturday in Worcester. On his personal blog, uh, Gaffney wrote, as to our future endeavors, we'd love to disclose uh, our future plans. Unfortunately, the local hate groups and media make it unwise for us to reveal our plans. Having said that, the timing for the withdrawal less than a month from Election Day has left many in search of answers. Questions will hopefully be answered in the near future as to why they both dropped out of the race and what's next in the future for the Gaffneys. The Worcester Elections Commissions, as of Monday afternoon, had not heard from the Gaffneys. The Election Commission did tell Worcester Daily News that the Gaffneys will still be on the ballot in November. If the Gaffneys would be were to be elected, they would have to submit a letter of resignation. That letter could be submitted at any time. The Gaffneys could wait to submit their letters at a later date, just in case their plans fell through. If elected and they submit their letters of resignation, the next top vote getter in their races would take their seats. Before Monday's announcements, it was projected that all city councilors at large, K-12, 
candidates currently on the council would have been reelected. So uh, we will definitely have, if Michael Gaffney sticks to his word believing, we will definitely have a new member of the city council, something that we would not have had had Gaffney decided to stay as a at-large city councilor. Yeah, this is true. I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a big smile about this. I'm really wondering <laughs> what's, what's up. Yeah, you know, really. Why, why is this thing coming out the blue like this? I, you know, when you're in radio and stuff, your mind kind of runs all over the place when you hear kind of juicy things like this. When you're in this kind of journalism, yep. and it's like, oh, it could be that he's got a, a very nice position that's been offered to him, and and you know, he, something that he couldn't turn down. But why is his wife going with him? I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, it could be that that you know. You finally got your little self caught in doing some um, dirty kind of deals and everything. This isn't unusual. We see it all the time on on the larger scale. So, yeah, this is not unusual. You could have been doing something, a Ponzi scheme or something like that in your your, um, everyday life or in your city car. I don't know. Or you just, maybe you got an illness that's going to kill you before... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea. I'm dying. Allegedly. To, yeah, allegedly. I'm dying to find out why you, it, it just came like that. Nothing really comes out of the sky that fast. Not even rain. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a little while to come out. Lightning moves pretty fast, but even lightning, you can sense it coming. It's, it's like there was no urgency there was no sense of any of this to take place and why did this take place i think that michael gaffney owes owes the people of worcester especially the ones that voted for him because he's been elected yeah they owe he owes him he owes those people an explanation yeah you know i i think that's the only fair thing really to do and hopefully that he 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 toes the line and gives an explanation. I hope it is a good one. I hope it ain't something that's illegal, you know, and just and going to come back and really, really damage the character of of Michael Gaffney even more than he damages it himself at sometimes. But that's all right. Hmm? Uh, yeah. There's a, a a lot of there's a lot of uh, things to speculate as to why. Uh, Gaffney did not decide to continue to run. Yeah, like. But can you imagine how happy some people in Worcester are right now? Oh, I'm sure the joy. Just open the window, you can hear, <laughs> hear the joys of the screams. And and for you people out there that's that's celebrating all this, and if, don't 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 um stop your celebration if it's really true to you. Don't stop that. But add to your celebration by really searching out now and and making sure that you're putting somebody in in that's going to be looking out for your best interest. Right. Don't just put in Mickey Mouse or something like that or vote in somebody because you like them or something like that. No, don't do that. You know, make sure you're going to put in somebody that's going to look out for your best interest because... Um, I'll say right out front, this city is changing and the interest of many of the people living in the inner city are not going to be addressed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so my thoughts are, uh, after going to war with Mosaic, 
<laughs> after having a knockdown drag out race mayor mayoral race with Joe Petty, after going after Sarai Rivera, Michael Gaffney's reign as city councilor may be coming to an end. And I say may because his name and Corinne's name, his wife's name, is still going to be on the ballot. And if they indeed get the most votes and she indeed does beat Sarai Rivera, they could just say, you know what? Uh, plans fell through. We're going to stay as city council members. They could. Yep. They can still opt to continue on as the rightful winner of the race. Yeah. However, if they do as they intended, the next vote getter will become the new at-large district for city councilor, respectively. Corinne wasn't going to beat Sarai. No. She wasn't. She didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. No, I don't even know why she would do it. You know, her, she was a uh, strange kind of candidate anyways. I thought first she started out wanting to be on the school committee, and then all of a sudden she was going to go school committee and city yep. council at large, and then she's running against Sarai on, in district force like, you either like getting punished or right, <laughs> or you just don't think things out very well. Right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, put her to the side because she wasn't going to beat Sarai Rivera anyways. Yeah. The big question is Michael Gaffney. He was heavily favored to win his city council seat and be reelected, even though no one thought he had the chance to beat Joe Petty for mayor. That's why he didn't run against Joe Petty uh, again, because he seemed to have lost momentum. Uh, for his race, uh, that that's why he dropped out as mayor. He was kind of on the fence about it, thinking about it, but he had no momentum going into facing uh, Joe Petty like he had two years ago, so he decided against it. But yeah. something happened within a 72-hour period. Yeah. Something happened from that Saturday when he was, uh, from this past Saturday, when he was campaigning, putting up signs, doing his cheer Worcester blog, his little YouTube video that he does. Something happened between then and... And now that convinced him not to do it. Make no mistake about it, though. Uh, in Worcester, his group was certainly losing momentum. Oh, yeah. His, his group in Worcester, he had, li he had lined himself with, with somebody who, who espounds a lot of, I ain't going to just say hate, because it's not really hate. It's just kind of like yellow journalism. Right. You know, and it's it's it, he does a... He aligned himself very heavily with that person. And yeah. that's all right for the person to, to do the yellow journalism, that kind of, you know, yellow journalism. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's quite all right. But it's not all right for a politician to be so closely aligned with that. Mm -hmm. You know, cause, because that makes you look real, really bad. Yeah. You know, and then taking on... Uh, you know, editors of, of the local paper, not the local big paper, but the local second big paper, you know, mm -hmm. and all these type of things. Uh, you know, it's, it's like you weren't making really good d decisions that, that had any real ethical and moral value to them. They were like little kid decisions, right. you know, calling names and stuff. Yep. And, you know, and then digging in the parks and stuff. It's like, come on. Well, I, I, I still I still don't understand it. You could have got jobs for kids. Yep. Or you could have even just taught kids on your own how to dig in the park. But you dig it in the parks and, and weeding and stuff like that. Is, hey, if you like it, that's fine. But it's not very good. It's not going to do a thing for your campaign. <laughs> no. 
Uh, well, be it the backfiring from attacking Walter Bird from Worcester Magazine, exactly. uh, the accusing him of sexually harassing a friend whom which stopped talking to Gaffney because Gaffney used that woman as yeah. a pawn. So after using that woman as a pawn and realizing she was a pawn just for Gaffney's political gain, she no longer talks to Ma- Michael Gaffney anymore. Mm-hmm. So Michael Gaffney received, who thought he was actually winning on that, received a lot of backlash from attacking Walter Byrd yeah. to even endorsing Bill Colvin, <laughs> who ran for District 1 preliminary and with the help of Gaffney, garnered a measly 212 votes yeah. compared to Sean Rose, who won, got 1,035 votes. Yeah. So, uh, to and Sean Rose won, well, he came in first place in the preliminary. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like the ship has sailed on Gaffney's once uh, dominating influence on the city. I don't even want to talk about the whole sanctuary city debacle where a thousand people from Joe Petty came down and basically pointed the finger at Michael Gaffney and said, neener, 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 neener. <laughs> uh, the people's counselor, the self-proclaimed people's counselor, doesn't seem like he has much of the people anymore like he used to. Well, I don't think he ever... He, I think he, he had aspirations to really want to help the people. He just didn't know the people. Oh, he got a lot of votes, though. He got a lot of votes because he put out a lot of, he going to do this and going to do But he had no idea what the people, he still has no idea what the people are. Mm-hmm. He don't know the people. He's like Trump on a lower level. People to him are just, in, they're, they're in the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if right. they, if, if if they could get the plants to vote, he'd be fine. Right. You know, but people, he does. He really, he, he could call himself the people's representative, but he doesn't know or understand the people. He lives a, a very privileged life, so it seems. He does, and, and he doesn't understand what the the people of the the city really need and what they really want. You know, it it, it just it's foreign to him. You know, it is. It's very foreign to him. But still, today is a celebration. For many, many after learning of Gaffney's intended departure, people such as Sarai Rivera, who was a tense rival of Gaffney, is probably behind the scenes partying like it's 1999. She's probably <laughs> uh, playing music and they're dancing and having all kinds of celebrations. But there's still a lot of work to be done in the city. Yeah. What about gentrification? The gentrification is taking place Big time yep. in the city. People having to move because even slumlords have raised their rent point to point where it's unaffordable by people of the lower classes. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's like, and people, I feel bad for you in, in, in one regard, but it's like, you saw it covered. Yep. It's like, this ain't, it didn't just spring up out of the ground. You've been, and we've been broadcasting about this both here and on Voice of the Voiceless. Yeah. It's coming, people. Right. Don't let it happen to you just. Without without doing anything, and what you have to do is you have to put in people in power that can really really talk for you and really give you a voice. It's it's like you got one more opportunity here yep. to make us make some kind of inroads. You're not going to get what you whatever it is that you thought you were going to get now, because time is taking away a lot of right. that stuff. But you don't have to give up everything. You and got an opportunity now to regain something. Well, I say in two years, I don't think they got that opportunity now because just yesterday, the remaining potential city councilors 
discussed ways to make the city more livable, and they talked more about streets and sidewalks that have to do with sidewalks more than anything or like the steady raising of the cost of living in the city, Mm. higher taxes for homeowners, Mm. or even the homeless and what to do to improve their situations. They barely talked about any of that stuff and talked about the seven hills. What, are we going to dig into seven hills more now for sidewalks? That's the was the main theme of the discussion of the city councilors. Yeah. So I, I I think you guys got two years now. Yes, and you know, when they're talking about sidewalks and they're talking about cleanliness and they're talking about lighting, they're talking about that because they're going to redefine the whole face of the city. Yep. They're going to change the way that city demographics is to 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 be conducive and friendly towards a pedestrian-type environment of business working-class people. Yep. Just like, you know, if you don't fit in the business working-class environment, it's not, it's, they're not talking about you. Right, they're not They're not, not talking all. about the laborous person. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about the person... The, the homeless or the unemployed or somebody who's just scraping by. They're not talking about you. They're talking about the bit and the high end business class mm-hmm. people. That's who they're making the cities accessible to. Because that's the people come there, they'll park their cars and then they need to walk to go eat. They yep. need to walk to, to just to walk around and shop. The nightlife of the entertainment and stuff. They need to have that kind of the, uh, access by walking and stuff has nothing to do with the poor no, people. With the poor people, and it's or like, even the, just the lower class people. Period. No, and it's in your face. It's like, yep. yeah, it's happening right in front of people, and people don't see it coming. Nah. Michael Gaffney, at the very least, <laughs> voted against uh, the millionaire and his group who wanted to build an apartment, high-rise apartment yeah, at Kelly Square. At Kelly Square. <laughs> Michael Gaffney at least voted against them getting tax breaks, yeah. and he was the only city councilor to do so. Yeah. Uh, does this mean that I'm going to miss Michael Gaffney? No. <laughs> no. Does this mean that I'm celebrating? Does it mean that I'm in a day of mourning right now because Michael Gaffney's gone? No. Does it mean that I'll lose some sleep at night because Michael Gaffney's left? No. But if you think for one second that Michael Gaffney packed his bag took his ball and said, I'm leaving, and then took all of Worcester's problems with him, you're going to, you're in for a rude awakening. You are in for a huge awakening. This city still has a lot of problems and a lot of things that needs to be addressed, and they're not being addressed by our current plethora of city councilors. (laughs) Exactly. And and it won't be. Those remaining city councilors, the the old guy that's still out there, they don't talk to you people. Nope. Not at all. And even when they do interact with you, they talk at you. Yep. They don't talk to you. Nope. You know, and, and that's a problem because they work for you. They do. They exist because of you. That's what they suppo- <laughs> that's, that's supposedly what it is. But even Connie Luke said, you go from that side <laughs> of the bar to <laughs> this side of the bench. If you want to, re- if we're so evil, then replace us. Go from that side to this side. And you know what? No one's done it yet. Nobody, no. Ain't nobody stepped up well, yet. Well, so. it's going to happen like that. Yep. You know? It's, it's like when she knew that. And now she's running for mayor. She is. I don't know what that's all about, but. All right. So, uh. <laughs> I don't know.
Yeah, so uh, uh, I will bid Michael Gaffney adieu when he's actually one hundred percent gone. Yeah, me I, I, to me, this is a could. This could be a ploy. This could be a way to get sympathy. This could be anything at mm. this point. So until he is officially gone, I will reserve my celebrations or my mourning or anything until after he's officially gone. And, and I have to echo that. And and not only that, it's like. You know, I'm I'm gonna reserve my sympathies and stuff for the people of Worcester too. It's like if yep. you don't start looking at yourselves as a viable voice in this city, then then shame on you. Yep, <laughs> shame because all the Gaffney lose uh, leaving and stuff like that. There's still a shadow government in this city. It's very much shadow it. government. Yes, and you know, and and it's kind of obvious because the city councilors that's in there now. Don't tell you what's going on. Yep. You know, the city manager's office doesn't tell you what they're doing with the money. And yep. they can always say, well, they don't ask. You know, but it's like, yeah, they don't know the questions to ask. Yep. The, the voice, you, have to, you have to start getting a voice for yourself out there and, <clears throat> and then asking the questions. Right. You know, and, it, and don't, don't take an answer that, well, if you don't like it, then vote me out. That's not an answer. Well, what I'm putting on my Facebook page right now, the words of wisdom that I just got from that discussion is if you decide to not be a voice, no one is going to listen. Exactly. <laughs> you got to open that mouth, folks. Yep, you do. You got to speak up. You got to speak up and you got to do it collectively, too. You know, or if you can't do it collectively, do it individually. You know, at least do it, you know. You know, show your dis. You know, you don't have to get out there and protest and break windows and chip over buses or something like that. Yeah, that ain't gonna do anything. That's gonna feed the media so that they can call you ruffians or whatever they want to. But asking the asking the questions, ask yep. the questions, organize. Well, yeah, even if you can't organize, just you know somebody who goes to the city. Ask them to ask the question for you. But get your voice out there. Other than that, the sidewalks will be clean, but yep. you can't walk on it. <laughs> It'll be clean of you as well. You yeah. won't be there. So, uh, Troop, I finally saw the video of the person who was trying to commit suicide from falling off of Union Station. Yeah? Yeah, that man really did try to jump, and they literally caught him as uh, he he as. As okay, so in the video, well, I'll show you the video during the break or something. Yeah. But it shows the man on one end of the building and the police, a group of police with one man with a shield, moving towards him. And right when they get to him, he tries to jump. They grab him, and then they pull him back up onto the ledge. So he really did try to go. Ah. Yep. Last week, a man stood atop the parking garage at Union Station and Worcester, threatening to jump off. Uh, the video was discovered after the daring rescue. Now, they still haven't decided, they still didn't name the person who jumped or the police officer who saved them. They've been withholding that name. You know, know, it's it's good to be a hero, I guess, and stuff like that. And I'm going to just say, but the police officer, you need to be retrained. That was a dumb act. Yeah. That was a dumb, your little itty bitty arm. I don't know how big the guy was and stuff like that, but you were lucky that your little itty-bitty arm was able to pull that guy back because you can't move 200-and-something pounds with that little itty-bitty shoulder out there like that. You're lucky you didn't go over with him. That is not in police police um, 
procedures and stuff like yep. that. And why, what the shields for? <laughs> right. I don't understand what the shields are for. This was bugging me from the first incident. Why are you police people behind shields? Um, and, uh, well, I guess cause just in case the uh, man becomes combative, you don't know what he has. He could have a bomb on him. He could have a, a gun on him. You know, when a person's ready to commit suicide, a lot of things, uh, a lot of terrible things can end up happening. A lot can. That's why you send in a negotiator that can try to talk the man down from a distance. You don't send in a, uh, uh, a Captain America to grab somebody because... Really, he can't do that. He can. He, obviously, it worked, and that's a good thing. Everybody's safe all the way around, and I think that's very good and everything, but that is definitely not a procedure that needs to be followed. You know, the the police officer, I'm going to give you, you probably get a hero medal and stuff like that for saving the life, and, and you're deserving of it, but I hope also when you're getting the hero, the hero, uh, the hero thing that, at least somebody in your family slaps you upside the head with a dope slap. It's like, what's wrong with you? You can't hold that weight like that with 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 an arm. Right. <laughs> it's like you could have went over too. And then what happens? You know, that's 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 not a good thing. Yeah. You know. But it's still it's good that they caught the they caught the man and the man didn't lose his life. And kudos to the kudos. Worcester police again yeah. for uh, you know stepping up and. Saving the man's life. I know it's their uh, job to do that, but uh, it's a good it's a good thing that they it, did do it, it. It it definitely is. But please, what's with the shields? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't get I don't know. the shields. You, it's it's like I'm not bad mouthing the police department, but it's like, come on, it's not a comic book. Everything that you're doing out there can't be done like a comic book. You're not SWAT. You don't need shields. Right. You know, you, you you need negotiators. You need dialogue. You need to talk to people. You need to interact with people. You don't really need shields. I don't understand the shields. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't need this. Like, come on. Uh, we, live in a, we live in a fairy tale world. Right. I, I think I'll blame it on the Harry Potter books or something. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it, even though uh, even though we don't live in a fairy tale world, that video of that man jumping was still uh, something crazy. It was the, it the, the video of him. He he didn't really jump. He tried to fall backwards off of it, and then they uh, grabbed him and and pulled him up. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I Police, you need physics one on one. You can't hold them, <laughs> All right. Uh, so with the next story, uh, before we take a break, but is kudos, the... Uh, kudos for you. With the city still buzzing from the news that city councilor Michael Gaffney and his wife Corinne Gaffney have withdrawn from their council races, the remaining council candidates continued with business as usual Monday night at a livable Worcester Candidates Forum. Uh, Joseph Petty will face Connie Lukes in a race for mayor. Both are also up for counselor at large seats. Sponsored by the Livable City Committee, the standing room only forum held at Parkview Room on Park Avenue had candidates fielding questions focused on planning and redesigning concepts that promote vitality, economic, uh, economic development, and healthy, sustainable neighborhoods. Candidates first addressed a complete streets policy for Worcester to provide safe and accessible options for all travel modes and for people 
of all ages and abilities. And that's another story that we're going to have to talk about in a minute after we get done with this one. We're going to have to talk about the uh, crackdown of bicyclists. Uh, Worcester has, the city of Worcester has decided that they are going to crack down on kids on bicycles. So uh, that's a, a whole nother story that we're going to have to get to. But um, candidates first addressed a complete streets policy for Worcester to provide safe and accessible options for all travel modes. We should have a walkable, livable city in different parts of transportation in our downtown area so we are not just focusing on cars, Kate Toomey said. Well, Kate Toomey, it's good that you want to focus on other means of transportation like taking the bus or taking cabs, Spanish cabs, or maybe, I don't know, one day they might, Worcester might become a big enough city for them to develop a subway system. Probably not, but you mm -hmm. never know. But at the end of the day, Miss Toomey, why are we talking about means of transportation when that's not the biggest problem in Worcester? That's one of the things that I don't understand. While they complete street policies... Uh, allows everyone to share our streets safely. District 5 Councilor Gary Rosen said the first thing we need is more police enforcement. <laughs> we have distracted drivers that don't know when the lights are even red, Mr. Rosen said. We have pedestrians walking, uh, walking across the street texting. They even yeah. stop in the middle. I see them at Kelly Square. I see them everywhere there. I see them, and that's one of my pet peeves, too. It's like pedestrians, go to the crosswalk, push the button. If you don't know how, ask your three-year-old. They, you know, they know how. So I agree it is a problem. Yeah. But, I don't want to run them over there, dent my car. Right. No, no I, I, and I understand. I don't, want, I don't want my car to get dented either. But when we're talking about the problems that yeah. Worcester face, that, I think, would probably come in at about number 8, 9, or 10. Yeah. There's other problems in Worcester that needs to be addressed by these city councilors that are not being addressed. You know, and, you know, one thing when they say they need more policing and stuff like that, I keep seeing police at all these construction sites, all these little dig-ups and everything. I see police presence all the time. This this is one place where you can get more policing out of your police. You don't need those police at that thing. You can institute the crosswalk guard yep. or, or whatever it is. You could train them. They have them all over the country with the with the slow and the and the stop sign and doing all these things with the with the orange band. You don't need to play a police officer time and a half or double time or whatever they're getting to stand out there and talk to the other police officer who, <laughs> because they have to cover each and every street or something like that. It's like you you use the money wisely, you yep. know? You can imp and that will give jobs to people in the city. Yeah. You know? So two that's, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting you're getting more more bang for your bucks out of the police department, and you're giving jobs to people within the city. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's like it, it's not a whole bunch of training that they have to go through. You know, and they become city officials, and they feel good about themselves. They're doing their little stop and go signs out there. They're all over the place. Pilot cars and all kinds of stuff. So you think we need more police enforcement? 
I think the police enforcement that people are talking about, we don't need more police. Okay. We need better usage of police. Okay. That's what I think we need. Police police need to be policing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean because you don't need them at the at the traffic stops. But so here but this is the thing that's infuriating me. We're talking about the problems in the city of Worcester. We have all of our potential district, uh, to our potential city councilors at this meeting last night. And this is a, a, a and, this what they and this is what they're talking about. Um, district five candidate, Paul J. Franco also stressed the ills of cell phones in the hands of youths, emphasizing the lack of sidewalks from Burncoat to Wawika street stretches of Millbrook streets in the bottom of Clark street district one city councilor candidate, Sean Rose, uh, said people in the district should have a say of the new designs in their district. What the hell are we talking about? Cell phones in teens' hands? You're saying that that's the biggest problem? That's one of the top priorities in Worcester right now? That's foolish anyway. It's like, why are you talking about cell phones and kids? Cell phones and kids. Yes. They're synonymous. They're right. <laughs> cell phones and adults? I I can understand that a little bit. Cell phones and kids? So it, no, what the, what this generation is in a lock like that, right? But what they're saying is, is that <laughs> kids are walking with their cell phones and they're yeah. looking at their cell phones and just walking right into the street and getting hit. They are. That's they're, an issue that needs to be addressed. They, they they're walking in the streets and getting hit. They're walking in the holes and falling down. They they they're just walking in. Their their attention span isn't there. They're focused on the on on the um on the cell phone, and I understand that. You can't delegate a policy, go even advocate for a policy that's going to infringe on. This is going to infringe on people. You're putting them as prisoners. It's like right. you can't do this, right? Because you're a kid. What? No, I'm 18. Why are we <laughs> talking about these things at the city? We're we're about that's, to vote for city councilors because that's dumb. Because you got a bunch of inept city councilors that's out there running. You got an inept bunch of people that's out there running all together. You got a strong group of people in the background that ain't elected that's yep. putting together a, a very viable city, mm-hmm. you know, for for big business. Uh, Christian King said it's challenging for able-bodied people to get around the city, but it's dangerous and difficult for those who are impaired. Uh Miss Luke said, "Drivers just go too fast." I don't. I'm just. This is the article. Look at, look at King, Christian King. Yeah, it's easy for those who are impaired to get around any place. Uh, <laughs> say something that's useful, please. Is, yeah, that's please say something that's useful. Any of them. Yeah. Miss Luke's Connie Luke's said the driver drivers just goes too fast in residential areas and school zones and said we have an obligation to review how people travel on our roads, which is challenging and dangerous. Yeah. Okay. So while I want to say this is the biggest crock of crap <laughs> that I've heard in a long time, we have to admit Worcester and well, Massachusetts is one of the states with the worst drivers in the country. So we do have to acknowledge that. No, it is. It definitely, uh, insurance rates and accidents, oh, claims, expensive. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Worcester, Massachusetts is the worst. Okay. So we have the worst drivers, admittedly. However, 
I don't think we're going to make drivers drive better because no. we lowered the speed limit to 25 miles an hour no. instead of 30 miles an hour. But what the counselors are talking about now is having more police out there with their guns pulling people over <laughs> who are trying to get to places now. This to me that is a headache. Work. No, it doesn't work. That it doesn't just work. it's just it's annoying to me. Yeah. And uh it there's could be better things that be done. There's, there's a lot of better things that can be done that they could they they could champion, you know, than just saying the 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 dumb stuff. There's some of that stuff what you just said is dumb. It's just like saying you know, you're going into the zoo. We need a new baby giraffe. So the first thing we're going to do is impregnate an elephant. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Right. <laughs> That'll work. Yet these things won't work either. You know, mm-hmm. they'll work. You know, you know, you'll get you'll get something, but it won't be what you want. Okay. Uh, you know? Here, here's some of the thing, other things that they they said last night at this important meeting with these important subjects. <laughs> Mr. Petty said it's definitely time and it's important to have a design review committee for the city and most of the candidates agreed. Both Mr. Bergman and Mr. Rosen called the WRTA building next to Union Station a terrible looking building that might have been prevented by a design review committee. Does Mr. Rosen and Mr. Bergen <laughs> realize that they approved of this WRTA building? <laughs> no. The city council the city council voted. Uh, yeah, they don't they forgot that part. They <laughs> They forget all these I swear, like people in the city are gonna give me a brain aneurysm <laughs> troop. I swear. They uh, they they people they the city council teach the people of the city like they're stupid and they got little yes. short term memory. That's, right. That's what they do. They're kind of dumb. Yeah, but they're they're true in some regards. Some did it doesn't it does need to be having a design thing. But that's all part of that gentrification anyway. Yeah, they want to make the city look modern and above modern into futuristic and everything, and it's going to bring about a whole lot of uh, different type of exposures throughout the at least within the confines of the United States. You know, and they're going to bring a lot of people in. They're going to improve on the railroad system that they have there. They'll improve on accesses to the highway. They'll improve on the airport and stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing they don't really have is a waterfront. Right. You know, which which would be, it, it it's not really all that bad because they don't bring in a lot of products for commerce and stuff. They're bringing in a lot of brain type of things. Right for the city, you know, the insurance companies. They're bringing in, bring high tech type of things. They're bringing in all these these brain type of things that you don't need a seafront for, but you do need transportation, and that's what they're talking about. And they do when they come into the city, they want to have something to talk about that's beautifying and all this stuff. So I can see all this coming for for gentrification. I don't know where they think they're going to get the money from because that that. Maybe from all these big millionaires just bringing in their thing from from Tokyo. I understand <laughs> all this, um, but they're not going to get giraffes from them elephants. They're not <laughs> going to get giraffes from them. Not one giraffe <laughs> no, is coming. No. And you guys better start asking for giraffes, or you ain't going to have no long necks <laughs> in it. this city at all. I got that from my friend Bill uh, Bill M. He's talking about. Uh, you don't get your ass from elephants. I thought it was great. Uh huh. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. That is a. I like that. I think I might use that. Uh, Mr. Rosen also said it's terrible that the city's going to lose Notre Dame Church at Salem Square 
Mr. Franco added that a design review board might have saved the historic church from the wrecking ball. Uh, Mr. Franco said that we need a comprehensive maintenance program for green and blue spaces. And Mr. Bergman suggested giving the parks department autonomy separate from the department of public works to better manage the parks. <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. That's a little bit outside of my thing. We are talking about the parks now. The parks. People are homeless. <laughs> yeah. And we are, there are prostitutions in the streets. In the park. In the park. <laughs> drugs. I, I witnessed it. Yes, rampant drug use in, in the, the park. park. I witnessed it. And they are want to address the park. The park. Oh, Troop, I can't. They come a I little can't. bit late on a whole bunch of things like this. I, I can't. I yeah. can't with them. Uh, Miss Luke said Green Hill Park, which she said has a failing golf course, is draining finances from the city while occupying valuable open space. She's now, absolutely correct. Yes, now I can agree with that. She's she's absolutely correct. And and but just don't have a quick little look at answer to it and put it in a dog park. Yep. <laughs> That's foolish. Uh, so here's a very telling line from the gentrification in the uh, the article. The candidates were also asked how would they propose to enhance the city's livability and affordability so entrepreneurs, students, immigrants, and artists can continue to thrive and contribute to the city's revitalization. <laughs> what the hell about the people who live here? They don't. They don't exist. They don't to these counselors <laughs> at not, all. They don't exist. And that that's terrible because people, you already feel that you don't exist. Right. You know? But you're the ones that vote. <laughs> you know, the immigrants don't vote. The entrepreneurs that they, come here don't, don't vote. vote. They don't live here. Nope, they don't. <laughs> it's like you're the voting mass of it right now. Yep. Later on, it ain't going to happen. So, you know, vote. vote Vote right. And what the hell artists are they talking about? Are they talking about the artists who paint Green uh, Elm Park and no, put those weird things up? They're, they're talking about Hanover Theater. They're talking oh. about. They're talking about. Uh, there's a lot of artists, artisans that are um, here in 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 Worcester. There's a there's a whole community of artisans that are here in Worcester doing plays and the poetry type of things, and a lot of them circle around the vegan the vegan type of. Uh, Good lord. By. You know, but they're there, and a lot of them come from the kids in school themselves. There's a, there's a, 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 just a lot of different type of activities for those things. Mm -hmm. the, um, I keep getting no name in that place. The pavilion, the pavilion. Pavilion. Yeah, you know, it's got a it's got a neon kind of um, um, marquee now. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's up there featuring all these type of different things coming there. So this is something to be proud of, but. But it it's not something to 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 throw money at at the expense of somebody who lives a mile down the street. Yep. <laughs> you know, because they they can't. It's it, you know. So and you can't you can't fix the parking problem by making better sidewalks and right. more parking parking and um. What do you call them? Parking places there? The parking Garages. Places? Garages, yeah. You can't fix that. That That's not going to really it'll help, but it's not going to really fix it for the people who live here. Mm -hmm. You know, one little snowstorm on, on, on um, some of these little streets like that, mm -hmm. it's done. <laughs> you know, 
it's done. You came no place to park your car. Right. So entrepreneurs, students, immigrants, and artists. I don't get the immigrants. Are all. <laughs> it's just to keep your keep keep your face all nice and washed and everything with a nice bright. Pepsi didn't smile and everything. We're, we're a sanctuary city. Uh, it just, <laughs> it, I guess it's just saying that the, the people money. who live here that work hard to, uh, you know, the, the, to have a living and to make a living aren't thought about. They aren't thought about. At all. No. The blue collar workers in the city of Worcester are not even being considered no. in this fiasco of a meeting. And that just goes to show where their priorities are. This meeting shows what the priorities of the city councilors are, and the priorities have nothing to do with the everyday people who work hard, who want to live here. No, and, and it also shows that the city councilors aren't reading the manuscripts that they should be reading. Mm. I don't think they understand the city itself. I think that they're looking at, they're not even looking, they're listening Yep. They're listening to what whatever somebody else is telling them from that ghostly that ghostly bureaucracy that nobody everybody knows about but nobody says anything about. They they're listening to their words. Mm-hmm. And there's this is how the city's going to prosper and this is how it's going to be great for the city. And again, they don't know the people who live on the, all those streets off of Main Street. Right. And they they don't even care about all them people they see sleeping on Main Street. Yeah. It, it's like they got plans for them in the future. It's called move them out to someplace else. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break while mm-hmm. my head hurts because uh, I want to know why the city council doesn't think about uh, the average man and the average Joe that lives in the city council. Take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Worcester police to crack down on teens bicycling recklessly and North Korea. Are we at the brink of a nuclear war? Be back on Truth in the AM. My boy is also talking about Iran. Yes, he is. Yahoo's up there. That's right, that's right, that's right. This is the greatest thing that ever is going to happen is the... Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else? Then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves at always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management. www.currymanagement.com, 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester, 508-752-9229. Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? 
or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body, we're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is basil and spice lunch specials. For $11.95, you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and tie rolls. Basil and spice lunch specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey, everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the crab rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoons. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great, great food, food now. now. Order online at ShangriLaRestaurant.net. Hey, Troop. I'm tired of looking for decent coffee. It's always either burned or way too bitter, but I found the best coffee I ever had, period. A friend of mine brought me to Yoway Cafe, and the coffee was delicious, flavorful, and made right in front of me. Not only is the coffee great, but they have espressos, lattes, crepes, boba teas, smoothies, and froyo. Mmm, froyo. Take it from me, truth it, and make your way to Yoway. Yoway Cafe, 395 Park Ave, Worcester, 01610, or call 508-459-0611. A loyal customer like you deserves a sweet treat like Yoway. Working with some of the best Thai chefs, Bator has brought her skills from Thailand and Israel to Worcester with basil and spice. Her desire to bring the taste of the homeland here is one of the reasons basil and spice was voted the best Thai restaurant in central Massachusetts. Their menu consists of the best tasting basil and chili, drunken noodle, steamed mussels, Seafood basil pad thai, ginger chicken, and more. You can't go wrong with basil and spice. 
They offer catering as well. Being a master caterer, you can rest assured you'll be receiving the best full self and private catering events available. Basil and Spice stands by you receiving the incredible and authentic Thai dishes along with the best service at unbeatable prices. Accommodation to your needs is the key to success. You can also dine in at Basil and Spice located at 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Their relaxed atmosphere always provides the most comfortable setting for you to dine in. Do yourself a favor and head on over to Basil and Spice Thai Cuisine. You won't regret it. Basil and Spice, 774-317-9986, 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa what? Konnichiwa. That's hello in Japanese. Man, if you want to say hello to me in Japanese, you may as well take me to 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse. They have an outstanding sushi cuisine. Right. They also have modern styles of classic dishes and the friendliest staff. They are a cornerstone of the Worcester community and have been recognized for the quality of service they provide. And you know, I like my food fresh. And their lobster tails, my favorite, along with everything else on the menu. You know what? I'm about to order online right now. Hey, where are you going? I'm headed to 7 Nana Japanese right now. 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse, 60 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, 508-755-8888. www.7nanajapanese.com Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com Slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry or on Facebook Live.com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel of Return to Chivalry Wednesdays from 3 to 4. Truth It here, and I want to tell you guys about Sake Bomb Bistro. If you're in the mood for the best Asian cuisine you can find, look no further because Sake Bomb Bistro is the place for you. From their appetizers, sushi starters, and soups and salads, you can begin your meal with some flavorful dishes. And for the main course, you can try your hand at a wide variety of foods such as the chef's special maki rolls, noodles and rice, and my favorite, Sake Bomb Bistro's exclusive spicy crab rangoons. If you like to sit at the sushi bar, Sake Bomb Bistro's friendly and creative sushi chef will perform his signature sushi sashimi and makimono in front of your eyes. Inside the kitchen, their artisan dishes are prepared and presented with creative artistry and premium ingredients. Their full cocktail bar serves the best Polynesian drinks and a great selection of wines and sakes. 
This is the perfect place for you and your family and friends for Sake Bomb Fun. Check out their five-star rating on Yelp. Whenever people go to Sake Bomb Bistro, they always give rave reviews. They don't call Sake Bomb Bistro the bomb for nothing. For catering, go to www.sakebombistro.com or call 508-754-2426 or 508-754-2427. Sake Bomb Bistro. And we are back. It is your boy, Truth It, here to address any and all things when it's time to, and it's time to, and I am here with the one, the only, Trooper Joe. Trooper Joe is in the building, people. Yes, I am in the building. Thank you. Thank you, people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm deserving. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Troop, uh, last year, the big issue, do you remember, was ATVs. ATVs. Everybody was on their little dirt bikes riding in the streets and their little little uh, motorbikes yeah. and everything. And the police cracked down on that. And they were taking the motorbikes and uh, dirt bikes away from teenagers because they were riding in the city streets with them and becoming a public nuisance. Well, guess what those kids did? <laughs> they decided to trade in their ATVs for just regular street dirt bikes, by dirt bikes and 10-speed uh, bicycles. Yeah. And now they've been doing things like uh, riding on uh, their uh, hand, riding on the handlebars, oh, yeah. doing Papa wheelies, all kinds of stuff in the streets where people are driving. Yeah. This is one of the things that they probably talked about. The city council probably talked about last night that was high on their list. Yeah, for hours probably. Hours on <laughs> end because it's a, a big, huge problem. The police department is out to nip. In the bud, a growing cause for complaint, teenagers riding bikes recklessly. Police officers have begun confiscating bikes from teen riders, creating a danger on city streets and will continue to do so, according to Police Chief Stephen M. Sargent. He said officers will also make arrests, if warranted, for disturbing the peace or disorderly conduct. In addition, the department has created a task force to address the problem with a focus on education and enforcement. Officers will be proactive in stopping the behavior, Chief Sergeant promised. The department has received numerous complaints recently about teens riding bikes into oncoming traffic and veering away at the last minute, a new trend called swerving. It's not new, folks. (laughs) That's an old trend? Yeah. I've never heard of it before. Well, the, the name has been changed, but that's how you rode a bike as a kid. Right. You know, I don't know. You, come on, people. Let's, let's, let's be, they're kids. If yep. they are kids, let them be kids. Where are they going to ride their bike? You're going to destroy Christmas? There's parks. There's fields. Troop, <laughs> I am 100% against you on this one. Okay. Get those little mother fathers off the streets. Me. They are all, uh, they are too, you you said earlier you were worried about someone bumping into your your car. Yeah. What if they do one of these swerving things? You just driving down the street, minding your business, and out of nowhere, one comes out of the street and then swerves at the last <laughs> minute, causing you to get into a car accident. No, I'm controlling my car. You know, and stuff, but I can't, I, I, in all honesty and all my heart and, and everything, I can't, I can't put restraints on kids for being kids. It's, it, I just, it doesn't feel right. 
It, I, I was a kid. We used to make little go-karts and find the biggest hill in the, we could find in Jamaica Plain that empties out into the Jamaica Way and ride a go-kart down. You can't stop the thing when you get the momentum going into traffic. Yeah, kids are stupid. Right. Yes, I'll give them that. But, but it's like they're kids. Let them be kids. No. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what they call uh, putting control or putting uh, the, putting the thing restraints on kids? You know what they call that? What's that? Parenting. Parenting. You're supposed <laughs> to put restraints on kids because if not, the kids would run reckless and do stupid things like run into oncoming traffic and <laughs> almost get killed. This is this but is insane. It, it, you like you you just can't dictate to the kids you can't have bikes. That's what they're saying. No, they're saying you can't have bikes and ride in the streets towards well, people. They, it's like, where do you ride a bike? Okay, so... In the street. Or at the park. Or on the sidewalk. Okay. Which one they want now? They're going to... Well, we got too many kids riding bikes on the sidewalk. Uh, and, and there's one thing. You see, the, the, the subjective phrase in there is riding their bikes. Yeah. If kids were just riding their bikes, you know, going down the hill a little fast, slowing down, obeying the traffic laws, you know, the stop signs and the lights and stuff like that, then that would be fine. You, It's not against riding their bikes. It's riding your bike recklessly. It's just like saying, uh, oh, how can you suspend someone for suspend someone's driver's license for driving? Well, because he wasn't just driving. He was driving recklessly the, to endanger. You know, you know, you know, I think this all comes down to this is a punishment been again for poor people oh good lord I, 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 i'm people. gonna be honest with you the little rich kids that live up on the hill can ride their bike any place they want to on the street do whatever they want to on the street because they can because there's not a whole lot of traffic the well, inner city kids now you can't ride your bike on the street because you're a hazard to the kids to the to the people that are driving uh, on the street the drivers too got to take responsibilities for themselves. You know, they have to be like that. The kids have to take responsibilities for themselves. There has to be a better way to address a problem like that. You give them awareness or something. Make make it so that there's a competition or something like that that the kids can can go and practice places and then race the bikes, have a, a kid race day or something. Something that's going to make them so that that energy and 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 that need. To to, that need for adventure and stuff is is being being used, but going in there you can't ride your bikes here, and the kids know. Well, hey, I come the kids up on the hill can ride their bikes same place, and I can't go up on the hill and ride my bike because then it's like you don't live here, so you can't come here. You know, it's it's like this is a pun. Is are they punishing people for being poor? Ah, uh, I had to think about that one. Troop, if uh, <laughs> if five or six kids surround my car on bicycles, yeah, uh, kick them out. Kick them out. Take their bikes. If five or six kids surround your car on bicycles, slow down and stop. You know, it's like you got to share the whole road with everybody. You know, and and running over a kid, you ain't gonna like the sound they make. Okay, <laughs> crying for their mother and stuff. Um, <laughs> don't know run them over, but I don't, I can't, I can't in all honesty within, within my heart think that you got to punish these kids for being one kids too poor. I, I can't find it. I can't find if it. If they're so poor, how can they afford these bicycles? I don't know. I don't know. 
You know, I, I, me, I think a bike giveaway program is something good too. You know, it, and it's like, well, go to the park. How do you get to the park with your bike? Got to ride it. What are you doing in the park with your bike? Do they got places? You know, park are, parks are uh, little places where kids set up territorial little grounds. Mm-hmm. So you just, kids just don't go to the park. They go to their park. Right. You know, and if it's not their park, they're not going. You know, they, they, this is their mindset, just like adults. Yeah, uh, a texter says that's a privilege to be able to ride your bike in the streets like that. I don't know if it's a privilege... To be able it's a privilege to, that if you abuse that privilege, it gets taken away. I think that it, if it's, it, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a privilege to ride your bike on the street and stuff. And if you abuse that privilege, then the privilege should be taken away. But first, you got to let the people, to let the kids know that it's a privilege to ride the bike in there. And you got to let the kids know by somehow interacting with those kids down there. You, it, and I don't know how you're going to do it, folks, but let them know this is an acceptable behavior. Not put it in the paper. I don't know a kid who reads the paper. <laughs> you know? you, it's like just by enforcing something that's not even a law, mm-hmm. you know, because you said it was a privilege, you know, so it's not a law. So you, how do you enforce something that's not a law and you're just enforcing this on a child who has no voice because they don't vote? Kids, stand up. <laughs> um, I'm for you. But be be smart. And I know that's hard. I was a kid just two days ago. I, I was a kid. I was a kid. I'm still a kid. You know? Be smart. Now, I think that the adults have to show a little bit more a creative creative type of engagement with the kids. You can't expect the kid to be you, an adult. It, it's not going to work. Okay. That's what I think anyway. So, kids, ride your bike safely. You know, ride them fast, ride them hard, ride them safely. But ride them safely, you know. And, 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 and adults, drive your cars safely, too. And pedestrians... Y'all a mess. <laughs> it's not the, the the bikes are worse. The bike riders are worse than pedestrians. They're in the middle of the streets doing stunts, doing flips on their bikes, standing up on their bicycles, riding with their their, their legs on the handlebars, and it's causing cars to slow down, causing traffic jams. They are a public nuisance. <laughs> they should be dealt with. And you can charge a kid with disorderly conduct or uh, there's another char- but, Trust me, there's laws out there that you can, there's stuff this, you can charge them with. I don't, I'd like to see you hear about the laws about riding your bike. Do you don't need a license to drive ride a bike? So there are no laws. You've got a bike for Christmas and you want to ride it. And you're going to ride it like you see on TV. TV, TV, I ain't going to go to the influences of TV, but don't they call that the extreme sports that's on every every channel all right. the time? Yes. They just don't have, the inner city's not structured for that. Well, then they should, right. Then, the, the, exactly. They should live there, They're right? not as, No, they shouldn't be doing their bike there because the city's not constructed so, for it. So you're punishing them for being poor. True, just... <laughs> That's just like saying there's no places, there's not a lot of places to box in the city, so I'm just going to stand in the middle of uh, Kelly Square that, and start boxing and having boxing training. That That's not... not the not, same exact no, thing. No, it's not because the 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 um, the opposite end of the, that there exists. 
the kids up on the hill can ride their bikes in the middle of the street any way, any time they want not, to. Not if the they're kids, doing tricks. The kids who live in the... They can do tricks up there. They can put little planks up there and do jumps up there. They haven't done that in the city. They stand on the bike and they, they, they look dangerous and they drive the bike. They don't have planks where you're doing jumps and stuff. They have those... Kids put those in in the in the affluent neighborhoods. So their lives should be put at risk because it's not fair. No, their lives, they're, they're kids. True, they're dri- driving in the traffic is risking your life. True, it is. But you're a kid; they don't have any vulnerability. Kids, ha- oh, they, they don't have any brains. Oh, right, and they and they gonna have less brains if they get hit by a car too. <laughs> they gonna be hurt. Yeah, yeah. they are gonna be hurt. And the, the driver of the car is gonna be upset, and there's a lot of bad things that so can come you, by. That. Right, That's so you do I that said, to prevent it. I, I said, yeah, be smart, and the police, and the and the city council, and and all the. School People should have some kind of awareness to bring a real solid awareness to this here and make something so that the kids in the inner city can actually go and engage in doing this kind of activities and stuff. Dare Worcester Police charge every single one of them with disorderly <laughs> conduct and disturbing the peace They're and not. arrest their little behinds. And for being poor, make sure you put on their add-on and... This is what you get for being poor and nope. living in the city. Put blame your parents for moving into the city. They should have lived in a rural country if they wanted these stupid Dukes of Hazard teens to be going over jumps and running away from police and flips and stuff. You should should have moved to a place where you can do that and get away with that crap. <laughs> yeah, life's rough out there. It's rough in the inner city. It's rough because they can't they can't even be a kid anymore. You gotta be grow. You gotta as soon as you enter into this world, you 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 have to register to vote and get your driver's license. Yep. You gotta be full grown. Um. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't go with that. But I have to say one more time, kids. You have to be smart. You know, it it it, it you're gonna have to do it someday anyway. So mm-hmm. might as well. Practice a little bit and being smart and being courteous to, to to other people's needs and stuff. You could take the high road as a kid and be more courteous and stuff. But I'm totally against arresting kids and taking away their bikes just because they're they're poor. And that's basically all it's coming down to. They're poor. Where else are they gonna ride it? Up trees? Dear Wistertines. Dear Wister Teens, I was poor like you growing up. I had my bicycle. But I wasn't an idiot and rode it into the middle of traffic, causing cars to swerve. Either get your behinds off the street to doing dumb stuff or go to jail. And I'm happy to see you go either or. Hey, look at it. Look at it. Now, now, now that I've said all that stuff about Worcester Teen, I'm going to say the real thing. Okay? This is the real thing. Yep. Worcester, you just made an agreement with China for 400 bikes. Yes. You just made an agreement with China for 400 bicycles to be brought into this city. They're here now. Yep. They're they're here now, but they're not a nuisance because they generate some kind of income, but yet these kids are a nuisance because they don't have the the monetary wealth of, of the Chinese bicycle company. There's 400 bikes brought into the yep, city. They are brought in. Yep. And uh, the article, in. the article mentions that too. You know what yeah. they said about What's it? That? Those bad behind kids are stealing those bikes, <laughs> troop. 
They're stealing the bikes. Go to go to jail, you hoodlums. And you know who I blame? I blame your parents. I don't care if you have a single parent. I blame both of them for not raising you guys the right way and showing you. When kids come from properly raised houses, they don't ride in the street and try to do tricks and and get in, and do the stupid move called swerving. And, and we, we go to jail. And we know we know we know for a fact we could we could say that it's the bad kids stealing those bikes. And we know for a fact it's not the bad kids stealing those bikes. They have their bike. You know, they have their bike. Call it what it is. It's there's a whole whole culture, population of transient people that live here in Worcester. They so, get the bike and ride away. So who's stealing the bikes? The people the whole you got homeless people that, oh, okay, that okay. drug addicted people and yep. stuff that come from all all the um all the surrounding cities and areas and yep. stuff like that. Who else is going to? This is what I would look at for stealing the bike. Yeah, they get the bike for whatever. You put your little dollar or something, or however you get the bike out of there. You take the bike for a day. They sell it, and they can do what they want with the money. And they don't stay in the city. They're transients. There's mm-hmm. a there's a wash that comes in and out. You know, you don't get the same. The same. There's not a group of homeless people that live in the city. There's a transient group of homeless people that come in and out. Okay. Might as well take a bike and get out and walk. <laughs> I blame them bad behind kids and their stupid single parents that ain't taking care of them. They tried the same thing with the ice skates. <laughs> oh, my God. And they found out, yeah, those kids don't even ice skate. They can't afford to get on the rink. <laughs> they had to leave a, a down payment of 25 The texter says that they, they are our responsibility. They uh, are. Yes, my kids are my responsibilities. Kid. Your kids will be fair game <laughs> if you they ride in the streets and get hit by a car. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we have to stop right here. And uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about North Korea. No, not yet. And Iran. Yeah, and we, Iran. It's all over in a few months anyway. We're dead anyway. So. Yep. Uh, you can you can catch us if you want to continue to listen to Trooper Joe and Truth. That you can catch us on ninety one point three FM, Voice of the Voiceless, from twelve to one PM. Uh, we will definitely be there today, talking about the same stuff that we were just talking about. Yeah, I, hopefully through a closer. Not that our audience from this, our audience from this is huge. We're big all over the country and everything, all over the world. Wait and, a minute. <laughs> a texter said Trooper Joe is right I see it I live downtown What Texter what exactly do you see When you live downtown Because I see bad behind kids Stealing bikes And I see bad behind kids Needing I to don't. go to jail Going doing crazy tricks on their bikes That's what I see No I, I, I see I see kids being kids And I see the people Who are, are getting these bikes and stuff They're the transient people That's coming through there well, the texter agrees with you, Trent. Thank you, texter. And y'all both gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Not the headache. We'll give an uh, aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, this has been Truth, Truth in the AM, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, another guest will be on Truth in the AM tomorrow, the truth. Oh. Yakanan Maccabeus will I, be in the building for oh. tomorrow's Truth in the AM. Oh. Uh, but make I'll sure to catch us. Friday. Friday, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you'll be here tomorrow for Archangel to return to chivalry. Oh, yeah, Archangel, yeah. Yeah, Archangel will return to chivalry. That will be tomorrow from 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, it will also be on YouTube Live. It'll be live on Facebook, and it'll be on uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel, a return to chivalry. You can Which catch us needed, then as well. Folks. Yes, it yep. is definitely needed. needed. 
and it seemed like it needed more than ever. <laughs> yes, it is. As I need aspirin more than ever. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys at one at twelve o'clock. I'll holler, and y'all have that fun. <laughs>